Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 667 of the milk bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, Jeremy Edwards, star of Holby City and Hollyoaks, will be along. Let us know about Dead Lies, which he stars in at the Litchfield Garrick in May. Tina and Kev Crook from Kev Wolf Events will be with us letting us know about what they have going on and moments of spirituality taking place over the summer, including an event in Wombourne on the 24th of April. We'll be hearing from Tina J. Cox about autism, poetry and me, her talks which are taking place. She's got a couple of events booked over the next few weeks. Plus, we'll be talking about her poetry and where you can get that online too. And we'll be joined by three of the Certain Collective. They've got a brand new single on the way. It'll have another amazing video with it. And we're talking more about their radio play too. That's all coming up on the show this week. Dead Lies is at the Litchfield Garrick from the 24th through to the 29th of May. Star of the show, Jeremy Edwards, joins me now to explain a little more about what's going on. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. I, I trust the world's treating you well and you're very much looking forward to this tour. Yeah, I am. I did. It's very, very exciting for me. It's a wonderful uh, piece of work. Uh, it's a very intriguing play. It's uh, a bit of a, a mystery, uh, sort of a murder mystery, dare I say, um, uh, with a political edge. So it's very of, of this time. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's the most scandalous thriller of the year is the way it's being built. And uh, uh, say that political edge and, and in times of political turmoil, both in the UK and globally, uh, it really is something to think about. And this brings it all to the stage with a murderous twist. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the situation is I'll give you a quick outline of, the, of what the show is about. There's a, a politician called Peter George who's played by myself. He's the leader of a new party called People First, who does exactly that. They just want to put the people first. Um, and it's a really simple manifesto. He's not going to lie. He's going to put, pay people's taxes back into looking after the people. He's basically going to do the job that he's supposed to do. I know, shock horror. He's actually <laughs> going to care about the people and, and pay for things and make sure the people are better off as a result of paying their taxes. Uh, so obviously he's romping his way to be the new um, PM because there's huge public support for him. And then something happens and it may derail him. Will it stop him from winning his campaign? Did he do it? Is he guilty? Is he really the man who we all think he is? Um, and it's, a, it's just a wonderful piece of work. Phenomenal writing, some fantastic speeches I get to deliver. And I defy anyone not to want to vote for this guy. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to tell you whether he really is the guy or not, but uh, it's, it's, it's an edge of your seat type show. So this is uh, what you will see when you come along. Hilary Bonner behind this piece. Yeah. And it's a, in, inspired by the Jeremy Thorpe political situation in the 1970s, uh, but mm. with a backdrop of today. And uh, I, I yeah. think that gives a whole new edge because with the, the 70s, obviously communication and technology, people relied on their daily newspaper. They didn't have phones and computers mm -hmm. that could update them within seconds on what was going on. And, and that must give this whole political thriller a bit of an edge that uh, wouldn't have been possible previously. Oh, very much so. I mean, when things go wrong or awry, shall I say, in this, it's, it's wildfire. It's a matter of seconds because phones are beeping. There's a team around my character who constantly have their phones on. They're checking tweet, Twitter, this live news from here, radio. Every, everything is coming flying in. And it, 
So it's a, it's a really delicate tightrope that they've got to walk because, like I said, the slightest thing can can wobble that rope and everything can come crashing down. So it, it is a it's, it's almost tougher now because you can't cover things up as easily as perhaps you could in the seventies, you know, because there's so many outlets now and everybody's uh, everybody. Uh, uh, can be a broadcaster you know you can go live on on facebook or twitter or loads of different things you can say, look at this look what's happening now oh, i saw this or, you know so it i think the road the path to success as a, as a politician especially if you're sorry prime minister and there'd be people gunning against you it, it's going to be a very very tricky one but this guy is is a very charming enigmatic character who was an ex-barrister who then became an mp and has general genuine sorry care for for the people so he he's the real deal now when it comes to returning to the stage i mean that must be a, a fantastic view obviously you've done your time in hollyoaks and the like and mm -hmm. uh, you, you, i know you enjoy your tv work and everybody loves having you part of it but there's nothing quite like an on-stage uh, thriller to to really uh, test you and you get to enjoy the, that audience interaction you hear the oohs and the ahs as the twists and turns take place very much so and even not it doesn't even have to be vocal i don't mean to be pedantic there but you can just feel the energy you know and there's some there's and also there's an excitement right i don't know a single actor that doesn't prefer doing theater to tv i've done a lot of tv i've done a lot more theater than people realize i have done west end i've done tours and been up to edinburgh as well as lots of pantos and stuff like that so i spent a lot of time treading the boards but there is that thing where something like this you'll get so excited because you think well if they like that speech wait till you hear what I'm going to say next. <laughs> and it's that thing of like, of like going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they'll go, oh, my God, I didn't see that coming. And you think, yep, you've no idea. I'm just about to completely take it another way. And <laughs> it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful train to drive. You know what I mean? And all the passengers get on and everything will be, everyone will be completely involved. And I'm also looking forward to when it comes to the interval. And, you know, we have microphones, obviously, on, on stage so we can hear when it's our cue line to come on, you know. Uh, from our dressing rooms but also they pick up crowd chats so in the people people need to be aware of that by the way <laughs> when it comes to the interval be careful what you say about the actors because we can hear you um <laughs> and, but i'm looking forward to hearing <coughs> what people think oh you know is it, do you think so and so oh no he must have done oh no he can't have done it or do you think so and so did it or whatever do you know what i mean so there, there's that side of it which will be joyous for us and you've got an amazing cast working alongside you as well yeah, we do. We do. Um, Portia Boroff, who's playing my wife, is a phenomenal actress. Uh, uh, I've got, in fact, I've got the whole list of them up here because uh, I can't. I'm terrible. I remember Alicia Charles, who's been in Coronation Street. There's, there's some, there's some brilliant. It's not about what people have done. I think that the cast is incredibly strong. Hillary's writing is incredibly strong, and Joe Harmston, who's our our director who did all of Agatha Christie's stuff for 10 years, he was in charge of all of that, which will give you a clue of how strong this is, is being brought in and he's just adding a whole other element as well. So I think it will be, it's a very strong piece, which is going to be made all the stronger with the addition of such a strong cast, excellent writer, and of course, a fantastic director. And it's exactly where we want to be, getting back to this sort of thing on stage. We've had two years of hell when it comes to theatre, and uh, you know it, it's going to be a, a amazing to, to actually be back out on tour and share this sort of thing again. Oh, absolutely. And I really, uh, we have a responsibility in that it's it's a it's got to be all killer, no filler. It's a luxury for people to go to the theatre. We're well aware of that. People will still have concerns. We're well aware of that. And with the cost of living increasing, you know, and all this in the newspapers and obviously, you know, there's a lot of fear mongering going around. Um, 
this isn't a heavy, heavy, you're not going to, you're going to come out thinking, but in a good way, you've really enjoyed it. Some fantastic performances and some uh, wonderful twists and turns. And I think that it's a really, it is actually a step out of life, a step away from the norm, or at least I hope it's away from your norm. <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a really strong piece, but it's not, it's not flippant. It's not glib, it, but it, it'll make you think, but it, I think it's, there's, it, it's highly enjoyable. So I really hope that people do make the effort to come out. Um, and I, I think they will. I think it's so strong. I firmly believe in it. And I think that people, word of mouth is by far, in my opinion, the strongest uh, advert for anything. You know? Absolutely. And, and then for the fact you've got someone who's been a star of Holby City in there as well, you've, you've already got a legion of fans who are going to be wanting to come and see you anyway. Well, they're age appropriate now. This is the thing. <laughs> people forget. I may get older, but so do my fans. You know, so they might actually be interested in this now. You know, because they've they've got families, and like everyone's had to get more interested in, in politics. But it, it's not a political play. It's a it's a mystery. You know, and it's a it's a sort of a who done it uh, just happens to be involved in the world of politics. Which, and of course, there's obviously journalism is brought into it because of Hillary spent her time as a journalist uh, before becoming a, a, a novelist. Mm-hmm. So there's some influences there as well fascinating right, fascinating world. A, a feast of murder scandal sexual indiscretion uh, all against that political backdrop it's going to be absolutely amazing literallygarrick.com to get your tickets 01543 412121 get yourself into what's going to be an amazing piece of theatre and I, I think you, you can't talk highly enough about this can you no I I, I, I really can't and I, I say this I mean we're, we're still in rehearsals now and every day I'm learning more and more I'm, I'm learning an awful lot as well, which is wonderful as an actor so long in the truth of myself. And I try <laughs> to do different, no, I genuinely try to do different things and interesting things. So I've done all kinds of films and theatre and all, you know, from every time. And this I'm learning day by day. I mean, the, 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 the level of detail here uh, and what we're bringing out from it is, is exceptional. I've, I've, I, I'm incredibly proud of it. I really am. Oh, Jeremy Edwards, star of Dead Lies at the uh, Glitchfield the Garrick in the main auditorium from Tuesday the 24th through to Sunday the 29th of May. Thank you for joining us, having a brilliant time on stage, break a leg, and we look forward to uh, a bit of a political thriller, but also that, that all that intrigue that comes with it. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Certain the collective producing amazing music and media alongside it have another part of their project about to emerge into the world. To tell us more, Judith joins us once again. Hello. Hello, Jason, and thank you for having us on. Well, um, good to talk to you. Now, you get to introduce everybody else. We like to do that. So you, you, you're, you're queen of certain. <laughs> okay. So um, next to me here, I have Nick, who's my co-writer. And we're also very excited to have Dan Crew with us today. And Dan is the, the, the genius behind all the animated videos that we've been putting together. Um, <laughs> certain. Um, so he's very much um, bringing the project to life visually for us. Um, so, yeah, so we've got Nick and Dan with me today. Hello, Nick. Hello, Dan. Hi there. Hello. Right, so first of all, I mean, I, I do have to say, I mean, it, it is uh, both wonderfully sounding and beautifully looking when it comes to these projects. Uh, you very kindly allowed me to use the uh, the videos down at the Wolverhampton Racecourse for the uh, City Bonfire last year, and we had you on the big screens, and it looked absolutely amazing then. And and this is you know, exactly the sort of you know, place and to the sort of audience that we would expect this to be hitting. Of course, online, globally, you're, you're hitting huge numbers of people. But what is the latest in the uh, the collective's production? 
Okay, so this is the third one in the trilogy um, so far, and this is called It's All Right, featuring, featuring Amara Latchford, who's got an absolutely gorgeous voice. But, but Dan, I'll, I'll let you talk about what the idea is behind um, the story with this one. They were, they were talking about the, they're these two characters, they have their sort of own like, little quirks, they're sort of like OCD-ness, and they're, they're sort of like ways of uh, getting through the world. And then the idea was for them to sort of meet uh, randomly in, in Wolverhampton and they're sort of having like a, 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 a bad day kind of a thing where uh, they're trying to make their way through to their respective jobs or where they've got to get to but they are struggling and they find each other and they help one another uh, through the medium of um, uh, sign language and communication in, in, in a way but it's not, it's not full sign language it's a thing called Makaton uh, which is sort of like um, uh, to, uh, like a, a way of communicating with your hands almost mm -hmm. and a little spark of communication that little like just little uh, moment of them meeting uh, they sort of form a friendship and you see that sort of developed with the video and uh, yeah and it ends with them sort of for forming that bond which will later go on to uh, the certain point where they form the, the group certain so yeah we're still sort of establishing those connections between the characters at the minute and this is their story of their connection well this all looks absolutely amazing and the quality of the work here Dan I'm not just picking you up because you're there it is truly awesome how do you go about approaching something like this from storyboard right the way through to final music video um, in, in my own sort of way, I guess, because I'm, I'm not really a, an animation team, it's just me on my own. So I, I, I literally, um, I, I'll get the track as early as I can off um, Judith and Nick, and then uh, just get a couple of hundred listens, as, as just listeners just sort of get into the sound of it, and I don't, really, I don't really listen to the lyrics almost, I just sort of get the feeling of, what does it sound like? What, what, what would I like visually to happen to this beat of the music, to this sort of feel of the music? And with, with this one, because it's so like, it's also like mellow and it's like a, just a lovely little flow to it, like a little bouncy little, little it, 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 this is just my interpretation of it. And because of that, I just, I just saw, I just saw like these, just these interactions with these characters, just, just what would happen at this part of the music. And then from there, I sort of thumbnail it out in my sketchbook, like, okay, I want this sort of set piece, I want this set piece. And one of the big set pieces in this video is going to be the Manda Center is going to be lit up with like a smiley face. So that, that was like the big image that came into my head. I was like, right, that's, that's, that's the set piece. I want that to happen. I like, how do I get around that? And what, what's going to happen before, during, and after this 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 moment, and then just put the jigsaw pieces together and get it into a flow, and then uh, play it back. And once it plays back, good. And there's a story there, and it's a circular narrative, and it works. And then 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 the animation process begins, and then we start uh, making the drawings, art, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then the drawing itself, this is all computer based, or do you have something on paper as well? It generally starts off on paper because uh, I just, I just I take my sketchbooks with me and I just have, have my music in like cafes or uh, at my desk at home and I, I, just, I just scribble down as much as possible and just get, get it from heads to paper and then it, then it goes into digital so like um, when, um, they, they end up being a digital projects so it's, all, it's all digital by the end of it but it, it, the process starts on paper. Just yeah, so I mean, it gives you a chance to, to be part of that analogue world and as you said maybe at home but you may be in a coffee shop and that's probably part of the inspiration isn't it the fact that there are things going on around you and you're sort of drawing that into the, the artwork that you're producing. Uh, definitely, especially with this one, because it's very Wolverhampton centric. These videos, it's all it's all set in Wolverhampton, and then the characters are from Wolverhampton. So uh, I literally had a day going around taking photos of the. the, uh, the there's going to be loads of locations in the uh, in the video you'll recognise. Some mm -hmm. of them are bodged together, like you'll you'll see like uh, places of Wolverhampton bodged together because I, I want I want to construct the background that way. And you're like, hang on, that ain't there, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I go around drawing and I'm around and I take a day taking photos and I sit in caps and I draw because I need to be like soaked in, in the location to get the sort of feel of what I want, you know. And <laughs> with with that, and then the music that runs alongside it, I mean, Nick, Judith, I mean, how do you sort of see 
the, the, the sort of culmination of this, because we're, we're, we're three uh, stories in, and uh, there, there, there's still so much more to give from, from certain, isn't there? There's loads more. I mean, and it's evolving all the time. But yeah, this is the uh, kind of what's wonderful at this point. It's like a trilogy of videos. And if you one was to get to know the backstory, you'd see that they all interlink, which is brilliant. It's all around mostly Wolverhampton. Again, it's all local artists. So uh, we'll be moving on, I think, to the fourth single at some point. Yeah. But we're also working on a radio, a radio show for the the first episode as I have read the script and my part in that script then yes I am now well aware <laughs> of what's happening but I think the, the, the whole yeah the, the radio concept of this I'm not trying to load extra work onto Dan but I can still see this turning into an animation possibly at some point yes uh, yeah, well. it has the potential yes it, 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 it depends how it's going to snowball and what direction it's going to snowball into but uh, yeah I, I'd, I'd love to see it turn into something like that yeah crazy but yeah <laughs> Okay, just just make sure I get a favourable cartoon character. When you, <laughs> yeah, you can sign off on your character. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but so it, it is all. I want to look a lot younger. Uh, but it, it is all about the, the, the talents that we have. And again, this is something which, although it's you know, so very Wolverhampton centric in some ways, it's it's more than that. It's it's sort of the whole uh, metropolis feel of the, of, of our worlds these days. And and that yes. really puts Wolverhampton on the map, which is brilliant uh, because we have such talent here, and, and you're really showcasing that in every way possible. But also, I think it, it calls out to other cities around the world to to all be part of it. And and sort of feel the love of certain. Uh, I think so too. And, and the thing about this particular song, when we wrote it, it's very much a sort of rallying cry to all the oddballs in the world or people who feel like they don't fit in in and some way. Everybody and, thinks it's them, don't yeah. they? Oh, it's just me. Everybody's a bit, oh, sometimes feels slightly out of it and out, you yeah. know, thinks they're maybe they don't fit in. Yeah. But actually, it, you it, it works itself out. Everybody's songs, feeling that in their own head, you know, and I think that's also. So kind of what the video um, shows as well, you know, you, you're sometimes trapped in your own experience and it's hard to communicate with other people. But actually, everyone's going around in their own head with their own worries and a lot of people feel like they don't fit in a lot of the time. Uh, so yeah. it's a rallying cry to everybody who feels like they don't fit in. So that happens in Wolverhampton <laughs> and it happens in the rest of the world. We're all, yeah. you know... It's kind of saying, it's but, all right. But we're saying, you know, it's all right. It'll be all right. <laughs> Well, everybody's part of a jigsaw. It's just you may not have the right piece next to you at the moment. And, yeah, and exactly. that's possible when you go global. Exactly. Yeah, so... <laughs> So what are the release dates? What can we expect to see and when? Um, so release date for It's All Right is May 20th. Um, the uh, radio play is a work in progress. Um, so we're not sure, but we're hoping that's going to come um, within the, uh, certainly by the second half of this year. Um, and we also have um, uh, some recordings with Ange Lloyd, who was the second featured artist um, mm. in certain, and they will be making their way out towards the end of this year as well. Some new recordings, which we're we've really got such good. a good response. Yeah, people are saying we want more. Yeah. you know, from, from that powerful, you know, really powerful voice. So, so more is coming. So more is coming. <laughs> Um, I've absolutely loved everything I've heard and seen so far. It's been absolutely brilliant. And it's, 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 almost, it's, it's empowering for those involved, but empowering for those who listen as well. And I think that, that's part of the message, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. I really hope that that's what I do. You know, really we, hope for this we do want something positive from this yeah. thing. You know, we're trying to put something good something out, there. Positive out there. There's yeah. enough misery, as we know. Yeah. So yeah. just a little moment of joy is, or just to lighten the yeah. one's heart. The three minutes can change your yeah, mood, can't they? Can. they? Yeah, they really can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, it is absolutely fantastic. Give us all the details on what we can find and how, how we get the back catalogue now, because you officially <laughs> have the back catalogue, and what happens going forward.
So the best place um, to find us is, um, I think, if you start at the website, which is www.certain.media. Um, and from there, you can find all our social media and, and some more information, and you can click and see the videos. And Dan, um, where do we find you and all of your work in addition to what you've done for Certain? Uh, yeah, you can find all my work at www.danielcrew.co.uk. All my music videos on there, my show reel, and, and all the work I'm working on at the minute because I'm sort of working on videos in tandem to this as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a crazy couple of years, and there's a fair few videos on there for people to enjoy and uh, have a look at. So, yeah, and with more coming. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great. <laughs> Absolutely well worth checking out. He's a very talented man. This is one collective which really knows what to do and how to make things work. Very much looking forward to not only working with you further, but also for more as we get to hear and see what's happening. For now, Nick, Judith and Dan, thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank Jason. You thank you very much. Shadow
Kev Wolf events are in some absolutely fantastic mini trade shows, which are taking place across the region. The next one is taking place on the 24th of April in Wombourne. They're actually at one at the moment as we speak. So to tell us more, I'm joined now by Tina and Kev Crook. Hello. Hi, are you all right? Morning, Josh. Good to see you, and I'm all right. Thank you very much. I hope we're finding you both well. Uh, so, first of all, explain a, a bit about what goes on at these events. And in fact, what you'll be doing today, even though obviously we can't plug the event you're at at the moment because it'll have happened by the time everybody hears and sees this. It's um, a mind, body, spirit fair and a craft mm -hmm. fair. It's where exhibitors come along with all their gifts, what they've handmade, or there's readers, or the zealers, and they come along and offer it to people. It's, it's, people come yeah. in and just enjoy the atmosphere. More spiritual well-being. Spiritual mm -hmm. well-being what it is, the paranormal. And supporting lo local traders getting back on the feet. Absolutely, and, and this is what we need a lot of at the moment. And you've already mentioned the fact there's going to be things that are handmade there. And this, it, it, if you're giving that as a gift, it is something really personal. And uh, whether it is you know, the paranormal side of things, which again is a very personal experience that you'll be going through, or whether it is something which is based around general well-being, uh, you know, it is nice to be able to have that moment and and go to a, a place where everybody's in that right frame of mind. It's, a, yeah. it's going to be a lovely, peaceful, tranquil event today, and every. Every event we have, we, we set the right atmosphere in the town and mm -hmm. people actually comment how nice and calm and relaxing it is and they enjoy it. Uh, we tend to end our events when we end our events with a bit of Queen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, the atmosphere, the atmosphere to lift everybody up to, to back really up. And, but, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it's about giving something back to the local traders who have helped us in the past and uh, they They've gone through two years of help, so it's a bit of chance to give them something back to you. And as cheap as possible, we are, we are different venues, and they come in and sell sell their goods. A lot of the stuff's are made. So uh, and some 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 of the tarot readers and that come along and do readings and things. They've got healers here offering different treatments. So there's a vast array vast, vast of stuff in there. Mm -hmm. and there's, okay, also, so there's also... Um, we always have a trader who comes with us who sells patisseries, so they always go down well. Absolutely, like can't go wrong with a bit of pastry at an event like that. That sounds brilliant. That's all part of mental well-being as well, I think. But there we go. I'm just biased because I like pastry. <laughs> so uh, the event next event you got coming up, 24th of April. That's taking place in Wombourne. Tell us a bit about what people can expect there. Much of the same. We just like to set um, a nice ambient atmosphere for people to come along get away from all the stresses of everyday life and just soak up the energies that we offer. Um, we have nice relaxing music playing on in the background, so it sets the tone. And they all just come along and just have a browse round. And there's always somewhere nice for people to sit and just sit and relax and just, just wind away a bit. We do find people tend to like to support the small businesses and local traders rather than going like to Asda or Sainsbury's to buy the, the stuff. So when they can see it's been handmade and they've put some effort in there, they, people appreciate that. We did one in one in the middle of the last month and everybody who came in was saying, oh, great, you're coming back. You're coming When you're coming back, when you're coming back. So crying out for things like this. So, yeah, it's, it's time to get back there again. So it's been six weeks since we did the last one. Yeah, so, yeah. So 24th of April, 12 till 4, Wombin Leisure Centre, and you'll find us in the dance studio, unless it grows too big, and that's the outgrow that we'll have to go into the sports hall. 
and it is growing quite rapidly. Mm. So you've got basically got, you've got traders who are trying to get involved and, and getting in touch to be part of it, I take it? Yeah. So how do yeah. they do that? They can contact the page, Kev Wolf Events, on, on Facebook. Uh, they drop a message. It's all an automated uh, message if I don't respond straight away. It gives our email address. Mm-hmm. So it gives them a chance to uh, put forward what they want to sell, what, what they want to display. Uh, we try not to duplicate too many things, so everybody gets a fair share. So you ain't got like four crystal stalls or four people selling candles. They haven't got a chance. So we try and make it nice and fair so everybody gets an equal opportunity to sell something. So uh, but, uh, that's about it, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We tend to have um, quite a few traders. Quite, quite a few regular, regular traders who keep following us and keep coming back, which is good. It shows, it shows we're doing something right as regards to they feel comfortable with trading with us. And, and we they, don't collect them as yeah. traders. That yeah. It's like it's a big family. Like a big family. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so a, a wide variety of things. What has surprised you that someone's bought along the sale? What's been the most exciting thing for both of you two? It's hard to put a finger on anything. I mean, it's nice to see the traders happy. Mm-hmm. And um, seeing they, they, how creative they are. I mean, they make mm. a, lots of things out of wooden stuff uh, and they create different shapes out of that. Uh, the lady who's, who comes with us regular sells and make candles and they, they look good enough to eat. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of fruit on top of them and you, mm. you look at them and think, that ain't a candle. <laughs> it's something you could eat, but... Yeah, mm. but and they smell lovely they smell, well. they smell, They've got different perfumes and you look at it, it's got a pineapple on the top. It smells like a pineapple. These this is actual works of art, and then you have to set fire yeah. to them. They put a lot of time and effort into, into the thing. So yeah. it, it's hard to say that particular thing, that's the one. There's so many different varieties of different things. I mean, we got a lady here today doing uh, henna tattoos mm-hmm. and glitter tattoos, which people don't get the chance to go. It's not something what's done traditionally around, but they got an option to come do that today, and uh, the kids will be able to have glitter tattoos and things. And she started following us around and coming around. <laughs> and Tina is going to get tattoo. Oh, Tina, what are you getting? Well, I had a henna tattoo the other week off her, and I know she's coming today, and she's hopefully coming on the 24th. Um, and I have three books saying I want another one doing. So it's nice because I like the idea of a tattoo, but I'm too scared of the needles, so I'd rather just have a painted-on one. Well, it's, it's artwork, and it'll last a good week or so, won't it? So I think that, that's the nice thing about it. That's the one I had done a couple of weeks ago. Still there. And it's still there. Yeah, so it's, it's a nice bit of art, which is there with you for a little while. Uh, you yeah. can take photos of, and, uh, but then it, it can change it for something else without all that nasty needlework or the lasers. So I think it, it's a good bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. She's selling lots of gothic stuff as well, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of gothic stuff. And uh, we've got a lady here today uh, selling uh, spooky stuff, haven't they? Yeah, ghosts. Ghost, ghosty stuff. So that'll be interesting. That's the first time she's come. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what she's got today from our point of view. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But you do like your paranormal stuff as well. So we'll no doubt talk about that at some point in the future. But Kev Wolf Events is what we're looking for. Find you on Facebook and get involved if you want to be part of it. Obviously, as you already said, you won't have too many of the same type of stalls, maybe one or two doing a similar sort of thing. But it is all about having that community, these traders coming together and really sharing uh, a whole community spirit at the same time as everybody uh, yeah, exchanging uh, cash and, uh, and enjoying some brilliant products which are unique to them. Yeah, yeah that's and true. it's always free entry. Yeah. We never charge people to come it's in. Always free it's to, always free, free to get it. Yeah, you shouldn't have to pay to browse, should you, really? That's, that doesn't work, does yeah. it? Yeah. No. So, no. Even if people just want to come in, sit down, have mm. a cup of coffee, or just sit down and soak up the atmosphere... That's fine. They don't have to buy anything, but a lot of people tend not to. They tend to come in, have a browse round, buy stuff, sit down, have a coffee, and then go. Yeah, and enjoy nice. pastry at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We've already put our orders in. I'm sold on the pastry already and be good to catch up with you two again because obviously uh, <laughs> for people who don't know, I've known you for what the best part of 20 years, Kev, and Tina's Easy. nearly as long. Easy. 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 Yeah. 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 Happy paranormal days when we come to see uh, a certain radio station. Lovely to see you both now. I have a brilliant time yeah. at your event today. Enjoy your one in Womble on the 24th. Give me the time details again. 12 till 4. 12 um, o'clock till 4 on, yeah. on the 24th of April. Yeah. So get yourself along there. Check out all the details on the Facebook page, Kev Wolf Events, and you'll be able to see what's going to be down there and get yourself involved if you're somebody who looks after that whole spirituality and well-being side of things and you've got some brilliant products to share. People will want to come and see them. They're, they're eager to get back into uh, the marketplace at the moment, which is brilliant. But now, Peter and Gabe Crook, thank you for joining us. All right. Thank, thank you, guys. Grace. You look after yourself. Tina J. Cox is going to be out and about with Autism, Poetry and Me, one of her talks and so much more besides, and joins me now to tell me about what's going on. Hello to you. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm good. I hope we find you well. Yes, very well. Thank you. Good stuff. So give us a bit of a background to, to where you are with the, your, your work so far before we talk about the two events you've got coming up. Autism, Poetry and Me initially started up as just a, an idea for a, a workshop, one um individual workshop it was going to be nothing spectacular or individual but it went it was received so well that I actually thought hang on a bit I've, I've actually got something with this and it wasn't just um, helping with explaining autism and obviously bringing my poetry out into sort of the open it was it was connecting us it was connecting people you know, beyond red lines, beyond red tape. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what the brilliant thing about it was. Um, and as it is now, I've been asked to do Warsaw Festival for Words. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's just great. It's a real privilege. Um, and also to help with Mental Health Week again. So, I mean, two, two absolutely brilliant uh, pieces of work to do alongside this. And all because of the special skill set that autism gives you. One thing is resilience. Um, just... To be perfectly honest, sometimes I do actually think, where, at what sort of stage would I be? How would I be without autism? And it's not even, it's a no-brainer because for me, I wouldn't be without it. Yes, there are bad days, but there's also, you know, the bad days you kind of bounce back from because there's always something. You think, 
hang on a bit, without that, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be me, simple as that. Yeah, it is part of your personality, it's part of your world and the way in which you view and take on that world. And that allows you insights that aren't there for other people. Exactly, exactly. So I, mean, I think the, the way in which you've approached this as well, brilliant work to be done. So do, do you think, which do you think feeds most? Do you think the poetry feeds the autism or the autism feeds the poetry? How do you think those two things work hand in hand? Because I'm not very... Uh... I'm not very adept at expressing myself verbally as I am on paper or, or on paper as it was then before computers <laughs> um, and phones. I was, you know, I do express myself better uh, poetically uh, or even if I'm just texting. That's more often the case where it's uh, more detailed um, and that applies to a wide range of autistics and not you know just me uh it does interfere with that sort of side of things as well um and again i think it, the fact that i'm able to express myself better writing that helps the poetry mm -hmm. um and also knowing the fact be, being aware of the fact that if you like my weaknesses as i am my strengths that sort of is a big thing as well. You've got um, a, a, an amount of poetry that you've written. I mean, wh where can we see this published at the minute? Have you got books out there? I do. I have um, a few books at the moment. They're on Amazon. Um, my most recent one was about three or four years ago. It was self-published. Mm -hmm. uh, cigarettes, chips and bets. <laughs> um, that was mostly dedicated to my, um, to a, a partner that I had a, a while ago, he passed away. Um, and there's sort of a lot about grief, uh, my journey with grief. Uh, another, you know, love, loss, everything that you do, you know, poetry on. Yeah. So it's, it's got all, all the traits and uh, a background and insight into your life and your world. Uh, but one that it, it isn't governed by autism. It's, it's, a, it's, it's something that runs hand in hand with your, your life. It is. I don't let it. Um, I was brought up at a time, and this is part of the workshop, when autism was known nothing about. So I, I, I really hate admitting this, but I was, um, if I did something that was autistic, um, then I got shouted at. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I've been for want of a better word, uh, and it's the only word that springs to mind at the moment, programmed to behave in a certain way when either out in public, and yes, I do slip at times, but I do have the, the normal side that's been programmed into me. And I suppose people would call that the masking, um, which means that you can put on a show for a certain amount of time before you begin to burn out. When that happens, it's... It's basically a, you can't, you just can't do it anymore. You can't function like you did. Um, you become very tired. So you, you retreat almost, or I certainly do, into sort of my autistic self. Uh, and that means, again, for me, everybody's personal and individual. Um, I... I will sit in a room and nine times out of 10, there's no sensory stimulation. Uh, there's no noise. 
I don't have no uh, news on. I'm, I'm terrible for the news and I love the news, but I won't even have that on because I start to feel too much. Um, so I have to retreat back from my feelings. Yeah. And it's like you are fortunate in as much as you're able to, to use this state of mind once you've, once you've passed through that and turn it into part of your expressiveness and the way in which you write. And they say it's about everybody using what skills they have. This is your way of working because of how you, uh, you're wired. And uh, I think, you know, it's often people talk about autism as a disability. It's, in, it, it's not. I don't like talking about disabilities. I think everybody I has a different, different range of, of, of abilities and, and different enablements. And, then, and that's, mm. you know, that's how everybody works. So, you know, you've got to uh, you take, take everything you can in life, grab it with both hands and, and run with it. And, and certainly by the sense of things, you're doing exactly that. And by sharing with others as well and getting them to understand people who have a, a, a different, it's just a mindset really in many ways, isn't it? It is completely. As I said, there's very, there's the poetry side of it, mm -hmm. but there's also the, as I say, as far as children go, um, being from the time where none of this was heard of and certainly, you know, nobody, it wasn't the first thought that it seems to be these days. What well, is, is the child ADHD or is it, you know, is the child autistic? There was none of that then. It was very much a, I got bullied. And if I can, you know, go into a school and discuss with people that, no, it's not good to, you know, to bully people because this is how it made me feel. This is what it did to me. And if they can learn from something that they may not even have done, mm -hmm. you know, somebody else's experience, then that's great. But bullied not only by school bullies, but also by the system in many ways too. Okay. Yes. I mean, we were, we were people then we were remedial. You know, we were thick, the dunces. Um, and in a good many ways, people with Asperger's syndrome, although not diagnosed, they were above average intelligence. But because they may have um, shown their, you know, behavior differently, then it was, you know, we were just different. We, we got the mang. There was something wrong with us. Um, and it's, it's not the case. No, it is purely making sure that the world allows everybody to get the best out of all their skill sets and that just means a different interface sometimes and as you already said poetry is your interface into expressiveness that it doesn't always come out of, of your general conversation that's correct yeah i mean i'm i'm forever learning and the fact that certain things may not come out in conversation i'm learning about daily um it, it's really quite bizarre because i was diagnosed in my 30s and after having my two children diagnosed and I actually thought, you know, I went through that and I did that. And, you know, you kind of relate certain experiences to what they went through and how they are. And it was then by Maxine Aston I was diagnosed and I've never looked back. I've embraced it. It's took time um, in regards to learn about autism as far as I'm concerned, because you, you can't say, yeah, but I know that person and I know autism now. It doesn't work like that. Everybody is individual. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, it's complicated, but it's worth it. And yeah. I'm forever on a journey now that, to be perfectly honest, I don't want to, to end. 
because the more I find out about myself, the more confident I am. Mm-hmm. And you've and also I- got to unlearn some of the things that were put in place, which were society's limits at the time. And if they had been approached differently, it would have allowed you to, to shine <coughs> earlier rather than having to wait until your 30s before everything started to come together. There is that. There is that. But again, had I have not gone through the experiences I did, would I be here now doing what I am? Mm-hmm. And for that, I can't, at the time, going through, sort of being the person I was um, and having, I mean, it wasn't mum's fault. Mum and dad just handled things the way they thought was best. But if if a child has that done to them now, it's called abuse. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure I'm keen on that. No, yeah, and say you've got to... Uh, work work out who you're dealing with when it comes to the kids mm. and how you should be, be dealt with. And I say that yeah. goes across the board for absolutely everybody, whatever exactly. it is that makes yeah. them not standard and, and makes them special. Because everybody's special in some way. This whole thing, the reason we have an average is because that's just everything pulled together. And there's always both ends of that average scale. And however it works out and wherever you are in that lineup, that's just you. And uh, you know, you've, you've got to be allowed to be you and the world needs to help you. Uh, mm. And, and, and as, as a good community, we can all work together so that everybody gets to have their moments of glory and show what they can do. That's correct. Yeah. I'm all for everyone. Um, neurodiverse. In fact, just everyone that's human, just doing the best that they can. Um, and I think what ultimately what it boils down to is, you know, the, Love and kindness. We can have as many divisions in society as the media will put in place, i.e., race, uh, creed, religion, and ultimately, you know, ultimately, what it comes down to is how we are with that person. How do we make that person feel? And if we can make that other person feel, irrespective of all those things I've mentioned, then I can't see why we should have problems in society. Yeah, all, all of those things are, are just, just surface and it's mm-hmm. what's beneath that uh, really makes a difference. And wherever we're from, mm-hmm. whatever our background, we've all got blood uh, and, 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 and bones. Exactly. And, and muscle we all and smell the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and that, that, that's all that makes us physically. And then mentally, we get to the people, be the people. And it's, it's, those, it's the mental attitude of people and, uh, and, and what their, their ideals and values are that we, we should judge by and, and, and nothing else. And as long as we're all being nice and allowing everyone else to kind of get together and be who we should be in, in a positive way. We don't want people ever being, being, being negative, but, uh, you know, it, 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 we should allow others and to, to shine in the way that we get to as well. So it's, it, it's great to see what you're doing through your talks, your workshop, and how autism, poetry, and you uh, all fits together. So Thank you. you've got a couple of events coming up. You're part of, uh, say, Mental Health Week, and you've got that uh, event in Warsaw. Where do people find out about you and your work? How do we get to you? Right. I do have a page on Facebook called Autism, Poetry, and Me, funnily enough. Um, and from there, it's, it's relatively a new page uh, and something that I'm working on Pretty much daily, I put things on, uh, whether it's a little snippet of me or, you know, a snippet of what I do in relation to autism or my attitude towards it uh, in respect of neurodiversity as a whole. Um, And that's, again, that's what I try to encompass is, you know, people in general. And if we can embrace that, that sort of attitude, whether it's a dis, whether people call it a disability, 
an inability or, you know, they, they go by ableism, whichever. Um, I just want people to remember as different as we are, we are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of what I promote on there. Well, that's, that's where we need to go to. Look on Facebook, looking for Autism, Poetry and Me. You'll find Tina J. Cox there. And you'll also be able to find her on Amazon as well if you want to pick up that uh, poetry work and the other books that are there too. Well, Tina, lovely speaking to you. Thank you for joining us. I look forward to more work from you in the near future. And let me know when you've got a new book out. Okay. Thank you very much, Jason. You take care. That's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 668 next week. I'll see you then. Good for now. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.